Hello and welcome to Shritni Podcast. I'm Ashwini Mistri from Shrini Raju Center for Information Technology and the Networked Economy and we are a research center at the Indian School of Business. Our vision is to provide an interdisciplinary lens for understanding the impact of technology on businesses and society. This is the time when globalization, digital technologies and other mega trends are causing shifts to how we live and how we work. We aim to understand the underlying forces that shape these outcomes. We have keen interest in aspects pertaining to technology-based innovation, entrepreneurship, and leveraging data to solve problems pertaining to public policy and governance. So stay tuned if you're interested in any of our areas of research and subscribe to our podcast. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is uh, Praveen Mukhapati. I'm an associate director at the Indian School of Business. Um, so my work at ISB is with the Srini Raju Center for IT and the Networked Economy. Essentially, the center works on the implications of technology on businesses and governments. Joining me today for this podcast is uh, Ravi Kaniganti. Ravi is the director of innovation at Target Corporation in India, where he leads the Target Accelerator program. He started his career as an engineer in a mining company. After doing his master's in the US, he moved to steel manufacturing and then into the supply chain side of things. Then he worked with retail supply chain technologies for 13 years, serving large global retailers before joining Target as a part of the team that leads the innovation. It's where he get gets to use all his experience to drive transformation. So that's Ravi for you. Thank you, Praveen. Glad to be here. All right, Ravi, we've known each other for quite some time now. I realize that. And uh, all along, I have enjoyed our association. However, I realize that uh, a lot of our listeners may not be so familiar about you or Target. And I think this podcast is a perfect setting for that. Um, In specific, I felt it would be a great opportunity, you know, to pick your brains on innovation, especially given that, you know, we are amidst unique circumstances because of this pandemic. And I feel our audience at Shritni, uh, who anyway work closely on innovation and technology, and um, with your views on the subject, I think it will be incredibly valuable for us and for our listeners. Um, and, and that's really the setting and context, um, you know, for this podcast, Ravi. Glad to share, uh, uh, you know, our views on uh, innovation. All right. So, Ravi, how, in your view, has corporate innovation evolved in the recent past? In particular, I would like you to touch upon you know, open vis-a-vis closed innovation, as they discuss in the innovation circles, uh, you know, specifically on these two different frameworks. What are your views on that, Ravi? Yes, I think corporate innovation is evolving at a rapid pace. Um, However, we all know that corporate innovation as a discipline has been around for decades. Uh, And today, innovation efforts have shifted from uh, pure invention and R&D to full transformation. So what it means is that traditionally innovation portfolios were more focused internally, uh, more focused on incremental and uh, horizon one uh, issues, and some may be on the adjacent and very less focused on transformational. But that's a big shift happening right now. More than half of innovation initiatives are focused actually on the adjacent and transformational activities. So what it means is that innovation activities are now helping to reinvent the business models. Uh, And uh, as you touched upon uh, today, many companies are actually investing in open innovation uh, initiatives. 
uh, these open initiatives means, uh, you know, corporates can run corporate accelerators. That means they are running incubation programs and joint research with universities. And they realize the power of the working with the ecosystems, right? And they're tapping into the talent available outside of the organization. I think that's what we call it as open innovation versus the closed innovation when your uh, R&D is only focused internally and you're only working with the internal uh, R&D pool. And I think today corporates are not questioning the need to have a, a program like an accelerator, which, which enables companies to do an open innovation, but they are totally convinced about it and they are looking at the right models uh, to suit their purpose and business needs. Ravi, can you explain how Target enables open innovation? I mean, what are the critical enablers for corporate to be successful with open innovation? Uh, if I take Target as an example, um, Target Accelerator program is key to our strategy to innovate and stay ahead in this super competitive retail landscape. So, uh, and we started this uh, in 2014 and uh, running this for the last six years. Uh, and in fact, we have been uh, kind of mentoring some of other corporates who want to get, uh, get onto uh, how, how to do this open innovation. Of course, uh, there are uh, uh, challenges in this model and, uh, uh, they, uh, and that, that's what corporates need to be ready. Uh, one of the biggest uh, challenge is that to have a clear clarity on the part of the corporate, like, you know, why do you want to run uh, an accelerator? How, how do you want to do an, uh, why do you want to do that open innovation, right? That means you need to have like an accurate business statement uh, and, and also you need to kind of willing to provide that resources needed to support that solution. Second biggest uh, challenge uh, in, in this is in the open innovation is that is your business backing your, your, your team, right? You know, that's more important. Once the startup comes and uh, starts working with you and they develop a POC, is business ready to adopt it, deploy it, and, uh, and take you to the market? I think those are the things to think about. Uh, but otherwise, once you crack that code, uh, the open innovation actually enables the corporations to do an amazing innovation. And that's where they can tap into the, uh, into the um, open ecosystem that is available uh, in, in worldwide. All right, Ravi, you talked about cracking the code, right? I mean, how would you say, or what would you say would constitute a successful corporate innovation program? Are there like uh, OKRs or KPIs that you think um, are, are already there in place at, at your company or perhaps in the ecosystem? Uh, would you want to touch upon those uh, so that we understand what that yardstick should be, you know, in order to call such programs as successful or not? I think before we get into the metrics uh, side of it, uh, um, uh, Praveen, I think the most important thing to understand that uh, to have this culture of innovation and alignment to strategy, I think those two are important. I think we'll talk more about those. Uh, but to just to give you um, uh, on the metric side, uh, I think you need to have like both financial and non-financial metrics. Uh, and you cannot really measure innovation programs as you would measure uh, in terms of ROI. Here, uh, the metrics will be totally different uh, and you need to, uh, the company needs to come up with based upon the strategic objectives on 
why they want to set up the open innovation program. Uh, the metrics and measurements and KPIs can vary, uh, but these are not the traditional um, ROI models, but these are ba basically broadly based upon the strategic priorities uh, and, and uh, the measurements can be more of both financial and non-financial metrics. Uh, and you need to measure uh, both leading uh, indicators as well as the lagging indicators. And uh, that's what the model that we use at Target. All right, Ravi, that's useful. Uh, and since you talked about organizational culture, right, and, and I, I do a lot of reading and one of my readings, uh, especially the Harvard Business Review, they published this article in the month of March this year. And it was about building a culture of experimentation. And specifically, this article talks about, you know, to successfully innovate, companies would need to make experimentation as an integral part of everybody, everybody's life. And, and this is even true, uh, you know, when budgets are tight, right? What, uh, according to you, and, and, you know, specifically commenting on that uh, bit, as well as on the culture uh, uh, of experimentation, um, you know, how do you think that plays a role um, in, in shaping the culture of any organization when it comes to innovation? Yes, Praveen, I think uh, that the culture of innovation is, uh, is, is fundamental. Right, and as I touched based upon earlier, uh, there are two things that uh, for for any program innovation program to be successful, one is that culture of innovation, and second thing is that alignment to the strategy, and uh, and defining the purpose why you want to do innovation. Right, so and and this is a big topic. So let me kind of uh, uh, go deeper into this. Uh, first, I think uh, when you touch based upon the budgets and you know all that, so let me kind of comment on that. Uh, you have to have this culture of innovation, that mindset across the organization, but it has to be consistent. So what it means is that this is not a tap that you can open and close on demand. This uh, needs to be built consistently across the organization. And uh, uh, and I think when the, uh, and typically commenting on the budgets, you need innovation more uh, during the time of uh, challenges. So I think this is not something that you will stop and start, uh, but, but I think this is something that you will consistently uh, manage across the organization. Okay, can you throw some light on how to go about imbibing a culture of innovation, Ravi? If I if I may use Target as an example, especially focusing on the culture of innovation, we have hackathons twice a year. Uh, it was originally a tech heavy, but now all the functions participate enthusiastically, be it be finance, marketing, supply chain, store operations, and apart from the technology teams. And uh, we have demo days for our internal team members every quarter where they get to present their ideas and solutions that they are working to our global leaders. Uh, in the past two, three years, more than 500 ideas has been showcased at these demo days. Basically, these are ideas that are ready for an in-store pilot before being deployed across the company, right? And, uh, and, and in order to give a platform for our team members to innovate, we also uh, set up a guest experience center in our Bangalore center, in addition to what we already have in, in, in Minneapolis. So the guest experience center is actually a physical store-like production environment where team members can innovate, they can build, test, refine, and deploy prototypes without fear of the failure. It's also a learning space, right? That 
provides an experience-based learning approach to discover more about our stores and about technologies. Uh, I, I think these are the type of uh, um, what you call programs and infrastructure that you need to build that culture of innovation. And uh, last year, uh, in fact, we started our first cohort of our team member incubator. Right. Initially, we were thinking like, you know, uh, we were hesitant saying that, hey, look, whether this program will take off uh, or not. Uh, but but when we saw the team members enthusiasm, when they are coming up with these ideas that were outside their scope of the work, uh, we went ahead because it's part of our core culture of innovation. And this perfectly uh, fit there. We, we believe that if you have an idea you shouldn't have to quit your job and work an idea, work on that idea to become a business. So we actually decided to give a platform for our team members to, uh, to bring their idea to the table and, and incubate that idea on, on the TMI platform. Could you elaborate on this? So let me explain with one um, uh, with an example. Uh, one solution was put together by our uh, InfoSec team who was thinking of a solution about our stores. So, you know, this is what we are talking about, uh, uh, thinking beyond their core uh, job. They actually were thinking about the stores and, and came up with a smart card solutions to gain uh, insights in the store. It was developed here as a part of the TMI program uh, at our guest experience center and then taken forward. Uh, then it was later picked up by stores team in US. Together, now they're applying for a patent. So I think uh, uh, this is another perfect example of, uh, of culture of innovation, right? And Ravi, how would you say target encourages such instances as a habit? We encourage them to dedicate 20% of their work week uh, to learning as a core commitment. That's one out of every five days. Plus we have uh, the target accelerator program, of course, which we talked about, uh, which we are going to deep, uh, go, go deeper later. Um, and I would love to kind of talk about how the target accelerator program is a, is a strategic arm uh, for, for innovation for target. So as you can see, the culture of innovation across the organization is, is an important. And uh, we need to actively promote it and nurture it with various initiatives and programs uh, for any innovation program to be successful. And uh, I think as a part of the, again, apart from the culture of innovation, the other one I talked about is how do we kind of, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, how, how it is important to have alignment to this strategy, right? So is there a framework to standardize this process of innovation? And if so, can you tell us more about it? When it has to be aligned to your strategy, it has to be aligned to a purpose why you want to run uh, innovation programs. And uh, how do you kind of uh, institutionalize it and operationalize it is through a tool called uh, innovation portfolio, right? This innovation portfolio is something that uh, uh, we build by partnering with strategy teams, by partnering with various business leaders, uh, and then we continuously maintain it. I think this, is the, this becomes really the core uh, and, and a North Star for us, right? So let me explain what this uh, uh, innovation portfolio looks like. It's like a pyramid. At the bottom, uh, you have many incremental innovation ideas, which will be taken care by individual departments. In the middle, um, uh, we will have this prioritized organization level ideas. And the top, uh, we look at the industry level challenges. That way it is like kind of a pyramid with a uh, uh, with lot of ideas at the bottom, uh, which are focused more on a department level, at the middle focused on the organization level, and the top it focused more on the 
industry level. And since this innovation portfolio is built with in, inputs from strategic uh, uh, from strategy department and with our business leaders, uh, this becomes single point of truth uh, for us. And uh, also, this basically is uh, aligns with our purpose uh, and and aligns with our long term strategy. Uh, so that uh, whether it is a, a open innovation program like a target accelerator program or, or a internal innovation activities like uh, hackathons or uh, um, your uh, a team member incubation, uh, this portfolio becomes really the, the source of truth uh, on, on what to innovate. So I think that's how, uh, uh, you know, Pravin, hope uh, you got the kind of sense that um, in order for sustaining innovation in an organization, the culture and alignment to strategy are the two critical things uh, are needed. Absolutely, Ravi. And, and broadly, when you talk of culture uh, and, and sort of across these multiple initiatives of any organization, and including the one that you talked about at Target, uh, quite clearly, culture permeates across innovation, whether it is internal or external. Um, and and it, it, it sort of uh, is uh, pivotal in terms of any any initiative that is taken at an organization level. So that's fairly clear. Um, thanks for elaborating on that. Now, in my past role in the venture capital industry, I remember interacting with you and your team at Target. Um, and, and clearly there were synergies with uh, a few startups, a startup which I remember had a solution in the virtual or augmented reality area and you were interested to collaborate with them. I don't know if you remember this, but um, you know, I, I, I had this in my mind and uh, um, you know, I wanted to specifically touch upon the target accelerator in particular. You already talked about why you began, uh, what are you currently doing, but again, going back to what you initially said in terms of how you're doing innovation at, uh, at target, um, you know, specifically looking at adjacencies uh, or the focus to be more towards adjacent industries or adjacent themes uh, where you can drive more transformation or innovation in your uh, business. Uh, what sort of startups or focus areas are you targeting uh, at your accelerator? Uh, Praveen, as I said, uh, the target accelerator program is key to our strategy to innovate and uh, stay ahead in the super uh, competitive retail landscape, as you can imagine. And uh, the other one is that it also aligns with our purpose. Like, you know, um, at Target, uh, uh, the, our purpose is basically, is that guided by helping families discover the joy of everyday life. And uh, as you know, that keeps evolving. It keeps us on our toes and we keep and and we 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 innovate on that space to see how do we continuously give joy to uh, the families that we serve right so uh, with that uh, purpose and alignment to the strategy uh, what we do is that at uh, target accelerator we focus as as the name indicates we focus more on mature companies we are not an incubator so we focus more on um, mature uh, companies that can that uh, they already have a solution they already tested in the local market or they are looking to scale in the US uh, market. Those are the companies that we, we bring in. And of course, it, it has to be aligned to the, our, our purpose and our use case. It's not solely based upon the technology, right? And uh, <clears throat> what really sets apart uh, uh, the target accelerator program is the business sponsorship that we, uh, we bring to the table. So what it means is that before any startup is onboarded, uh, we actually have series of interviews with our business leaders and we already identify a champion for a startup uh, within Target. 
and they back the um, uh, startup by assigning a mentor uh, who will be with the startup, walking with them uh, as the innovation happens, challenging them, but also guiding them and providing empathy when it is needed the most. Right. So to specifically talk about uh, the type of uh, startups, uh, um, we, we work with companies not just in the technology space, but in the full areas as diverse as digital experience, supply chain, marketing, media, sustainability, and more anything that is relevant to the world of retail. Right. Um, so uh, the specifically talking about some examples of uh, uh, success stories that we have. Um, Story Express uh, is, is one example, I think uh, is helping uh, uh, us, uh, our vendors to create videos which meets target standards. The other company to come, that comes to my mind is Tailumia, um, which helps predict their fashion trends uh, and, and helps in demand forecasting. Uh, we worked with a company called Blue Birch, uh, again, which is uh, which focuses on the reverse logistics. And then we're actually making sustainability as a theme. Last year, we brought a company called Trashcon who won many awards and recognitions for their sustainability. And this year we, we brought Fool. Uh, and Fool, uh, as you uh, might have heard about this uh, Previn, they are actually uh, uh, taking the used flowers uh, from River Ganges and also from Tirupati Temple and they are making incense sticks. So those are the type of uh, uh, companies that we work with. And, uh, um, and I think I, uh, to, to specifically talk about how we work with them, uh, as I said, they, they will be given a, a business sponsor, a mentor, uh, and the data uh, to, to, to work with this. This is the real data that we provide. Uh, and that way they will have a real, very good environment to kind of work on a real use case in a, in a real setting uh, with a with lot of business leaders uh, helping uh, them uh, for, both, for the win-win um, uh, arrangement that uh, i guess sort of expands in terms of the landscape of startups that uh, target accelerator is working with and clearly there are many and uh, i'm glad that you shared some of the names and the kind of work that uh, you're doing with them this is clearly fantastic work uh, quite commendable um, in terms of the the business sponsorship and the willingness to work through a startup but what i've also seen ravi and it's not uh, in any reference to target but in general um, you know, when it comes to startups and I've worked with a wide variety of startups across the tech space, um, I, I've seen them struggle somehow to understand what it takes to make an enterprise sale. I mean, the tech is fantastic. Uh, the great bunch of folks that you'd like to work with, but clearly there is a weakness in the way uh, they go about making that enterprise sale. You'll need to walk that full distance in order to be able to complete that sale with the enterprise, with the corporate. Um, now, if, if you were to look at startups who are listening to this, uh, what would your advice be to such startups who want to ultimately sell their enterprise grade solutions? Uh, what do they need to do to navigate the system and be successful uh, in not just deploying the solution, but also building a, a strong relationship with the corporate? Yes, Praveen, I would say, you know, my, my advice will be like, you know, hey, let them come and join our accelerator program, right? <laughs> so we induct startups throughout the year with our cohort plus program. Uh, but seriously, an accelerator program can indeed be a good way to uh, access the first few port of calls, right? So navigating, as you rightly said, navigating a large corporate can be challenging. Uh, some founders have themselves worked in large corporations and therefore they may know the path they need to take and how long it takes to work with a large corporation. For others, I would say 
you need a lot of uh, effort to, to get a foot in door in a large corporation. Um, so first thing the advice would be, um, you know, again, work, uh, work through an accelerator, find a great good project and let the accelerator uh, uh, team members and the uh, uh, business sponsors uh, become their evangelist and uh, and and promote them uh, in the in the in the company right that that would be the 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 easy path uh, for them again i want to make it make sure that there should be an element of innovation to work with an accelerator team so this is not a a backdoor for bypassing the procurement uh, this is where the it has to be distinction has to be clear and uh, they need to work with accelerator with with an idea to say that hey look let us co-create let us develop something let us innovate uh, which is not available today i think that is where the accelerator program comes into the picture and helps them navigate uh, with uh, in, the, in the large corporation right let me take uh, one one startup in our previous cohort and uh, they worked actually started working with our communication team to begin with uh, but today they're actually talking to three other functions within the company and uh, uh, and they are actually expanded their uh, uh, offerings not only to 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 india uh, 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 departments but they are also helping us uh, target in us right and often um, they they may end up uh, becoming our partners right you know again uh, historically one in three startups engaged with us uh, they they work beyond the scope of the program uh, and and that's a true success story with uh, almost 30 35% success uh, criteria for us right so that's what i would say is that uh, to uh, to use the accelerator program as a vehicle uh, to to navigate and you touched also upon uh, the the point that how do they need to kind of negotiate right it's actually a two way street uh, accelerator program and business leaders can pitch in and uh, and, and validate their solution and uh, uh, give the visibility to the rest of the organization. Uh, however, they need to be um, have to have the skills of negotiation, and that's what we do as a part of the program to mentor them, coach them on negotiation. Because they need to kind of uh, in a large organization, they need to kind of really uh, work with uh, uh, the business leaders. They need to work with technology leaders. They need to work with our legal, finance, procurement, and and they need to really be um, you know uh, be ready for that. Uh, uh, and and that's what we prepare uh, the startups in our accelerator program for. Fantastic, Ravi. Uh, that's great advice for startups. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Uh, and I'm also uh, really fascinated to hear about uh, the one in three startups that you work with go on to engage at an enterprise level. That's a phenomenal metric uh, that you have developed. So congratulations on building that. Um, now, I, I want to sort of switch from external innovation to internal innovation. And uh, specifically, um, you know, obviously, you know, this is more as uh, uh, somebody who's been involved with innovation uh, yourself, Ravi. Um, and, and if you were to give, give an advice uh, to product leaders or team leaders in companies uh, who are trying to run experiments, uh, pilots of sorts, um, and obviously the intent is to identify solutions to problems that they see. Um, so my hypothesis is that, you know, clearly data related to the experiment, it has to be compelling enough in order to be able to create a business case with the leadership in order for such a solution to have a wider implementation, right? But, you know, uh, is, is there anything that you would suggest, you know, as to what they will need to do in order to demonstrate that the experiment is successful and be able to push through such a justification for um, uh, for a solution to be deployed at uh, at a company wide level? 
So I think, you know, for internal innovation, right, you know, again, people who, who really want to start this, I think first they need to really focus more on what they want to innovate. I think we touch base upon having a purpose and alignment to the strategy. Otherwise, what happens, it becomes skunk work. And uh, if, if you, you may have a POC, uh, but there may not be any business leaders who can take it for, forward. Right. What do you with, with, do with those kind of a POC? And that's where most of the, um, you know, the internal innovation sometimes fail because they are not really aligned on the purpose of the organ purpose on why we, they want to kind of do innovation and also alignment and bring the business leaders up front uh, uh, to, to kind of support them. Right. So uh, let us say, um, uh, let me kind of, uh, again, go back to uh, uh, what we do at Target. Right. As an innovation team. First thing is that we, we, we know that, hey, look, um, we, we need to kind of start working with our business leaders and we should understand business. And we need, we need to, we already have a right governance to get buy-in from the business and technology teams, right? And uh, we need, we basically what we do is that we spend the time on understanding the lay of the land uh, and uh, uh, partner with strategy teams, partner with business leaders, uh, partner with product owners, product uh, partnership with uh, uh, technology teams. So this is a lot of hard work before even we start uh, uh, promoting or, or supporting any any idea. There's a lot of ba background work that happens. And, uh, uh, and, and again, we, we kind of focus on that. At Target, everything we do, we do it for guests. And then we evaluate the ideas also based upon, is it solving our guest problems? Is it enhancing our guest experience? And I think that's the biggest filter. And once you use the filter, uh, obviously when we present these ideas to in front of our business leaders, whom we already partnering, we get that buy-in. So I think uh, the advice I would give uh, for product owners, as you mentioned, is that do all that groundwork. Don't get excited with the technology. Don't get excited with the idea. Uh, but but do this groundwork. Uh, uh, clear the uh, the purpose. Align with your business leaders. Get the buy-in. Uh, and then I think you know when you do a POC, uh, there will be actually more than one uh, business leader uh, uh, will be will be making there will be a competition to kind of take your idea uh, uh, to to scale. Very succinctly put, I think that's great advice uh, for uh, our listeners, especially if they are on the product side of things. And this is the really the way to go in order to be able to scale at an enterprise level. Um, I want to touch upon, um, you know, a seminal work on mindsets, which was done by Carol Dweck. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you would be familiar with this name, a psychologist from Stanford University. Um, and the work that she's done also has inspired some of the work at our center and this is around mindsets right so um, you know for those who are uninitiated on the subject um, so carol dweck she talks about a fixed mindset which uh, assumes that our character um, intelligence abilities are sort of fixed or static uh, so that you know we can't make any changes uh, into those in any meaningful way whereas if you look at a growth mindset uh, it thrives on challenge and sees failure, not as an evidence of uh, a lack of intelligence, but as a good springboard for growth and for stretching the existing abilities. So quite clearly, there's a contrast between the two mindsets. And if you were to extend this construct into how companies operate, right? And, uh, um, you know, there is clearly a, a lot of work which is happening and we are doing some of that work. Uh, 
And by the way, for listeners, if you're interested, the book is titled uh, Mindset, the new psychology for success. I'm sure it's available on various e-commerce platforms. Now, yeah. Ravi, if, if you were to look at nurturing or uh, you know, furthering innovation in the corporate sector, obviously it clearly requires a growth mindset. Uh, and uh, there are steps that will need to be taken in order to promote that growth mindset. Some of the aspects that you talked about, uh, especially in terms of having clarity of purpose and then uh, the building that culture of innovation uh, into the company uh, has a great bearing in order to promote that growth mindset. Now, for those who are listening in and also in the corporate, uh, and it may not be uh, you know a reference to target, but in general, uh, you know what what uh, what should the leadership be mindful of as to when the fixed mindset is sort of creeping into the company? What are those symptoms? Uh, and obviously, these symptoms are lagging indicators, but definitely useful to know in order to bring in uh, you know uh, you know corrective measures uh, that uh, that would need to sort of bring the company back into a growth mindset. What would your suggestion be or how would you go about assessing whether that creep is coming in? Yes, and, and, and uh, Praveen, I love that book uh, and I think amazing, uh, what you call insights from the book and I highly recommend uh, all the listeners to kind of read that book uh, if you have not done that yet. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the growth mindset theory basically says that individuals who believe that their talents can be developed um, um, they, and through hard work and good strategies and so on and so on, right, they tend to achieve more than uh, those with a fixed mindset. I think that's a key message that comes out of that uh, uh, that that study that uh, the author has done. That right, and uh, this same applicables uh, to to the corporate also, not only to individuals but also to the companies. And and company, as we talked about, it is all about the culture of the company, right? So uh, and that defines whether you know are you looking at a growth the the initiatives with a growth mindset or or with a fixed mindset, and. And innovation is all about anticipating the future, right? As innovation leaders, we are all scanning the horizon for the trends and ideas that shape the world of tomorrow. So what it means is that we need to be curious and we need to be open-minded. And, uh, and I think that's where the author defines that as a growth mindset. So it's crucial that a company's culture across the board uh, must be welcoming to such innovation, welcoming the change and welcoming the risks that are involved when you are going through this journey, right? And we should celebrate the failures and learn from the failure. And if you are not doing any of this, and I think that's when uh, uh, I think the examples that you quoted, you know, some corporations having the closed mindset comes into my uh, fixed mindset come into the picture. So what it means is that, and again, we talked a little bit about earlier about target culture of continuous learning and innovation, right? So that is actually super helpful for us, right? Uh, that's a perfect example of growth mindset. And uh, um, this is spread across the organization, uh, irrespective of uh, which department and and then we we have all the programs that we talked about i think which enables the uh, uh, again the growth mindset i think these are the perfect examples of the growth mindset and how a corporation can stay ahead of the curve and uh, also corporation need to be ready to make the necessary investment at every touch point Right. And again, going back to uh, uh, specifically to the purpose, um, a target, again, as I said, we are guided by the purpose of helping all families discover the joy of everyday life. And that keeps evolving. And that's where you need to have that growth mind mindset to uh, able to 
understand what our guests are saying and uh, quickly come back to the drawing board and say that hey look how do we innovate how do we kind of make sure that we are meeting their expectation or exceeding their expectation and this is what keeps us on our toes and we keep innovating at target all right ravi now obviously when we are looking at today's times and um, you know this uh, the pandemic has sort of uh, curtailed um, a lot of lot of companies a lot of individuals uh, willingness to take such risks and uh, and sort of be very conservative and again this mindset uh, is sort of getting uh, getting into that fixed mindset route and um, you know obviously there is not much which uh, individuals or companies might want to do uh, many companies uh, um, you know might have that intent but in action you don't see that happen today uh, and and there is a lot of hesitation of sorts and uh, Uh, and that is equally applicable not just for large corporates but also potentially startups and, and startups uh, more so because their runway uh, perhaps is not as long as uh, what a corporates uh, uh, you know runway would look like but um, you know still the mindset uh, largely has been impacted because of this pandemic and uh, everybody is resorting to such conservatism now given that these are these testing times what would your advice to startups as well as corporates be um, in order to continue on that journey of growth mindset continue on that journey of experimentation and pushing the limits and, and not really be fearful of failure i know it's uh, very contradictory and like a dichotomy of sorts uh, in today's times but i want to just pick your brains on that and see what you have to say about it no pravin i think i i i think i have uh, i have a different whole together a different view on on this as in uh, when i look at Uh, we partner with nascam we partner with tide delhi we partner with tide bangalore and with t hub and up and what we are seeing is actually totally different actually uh, since pandemic started actually the innovation activities actually has been uh, what you call uh, it, it covid in in some way actually spurred the digital transformation right and uh, uh, some departments or some kind of a corporates who are actually sitting on the sidelines uh, of uh, whether we should be do with the digitization or not actually they are jumping on the bandwagon because they see that that's the only way to kind of uh, uh, thrive uh, survive and thrive in 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 this in this environment and some of the things what we are seeing here uh, are going to be long lasting this is not just a a temporary covid phenomena but i think what we are seeing is that this is going to be a long term uh, phenomena from a digitization perspective and and also uh, uh, what what again my my exposure to the startup ecosystem they are actually saying that hey look uh, um, uh, right now they are more focused on how do i add quickly value how do i pivot how do i now say that hey and and some companies are actually taking advantage of uh, of this situation and and actually they are uh, uh, pivoting to the uh, to the digitization bank bandwagon uh, both from a startup world as well as from a corporate world um, so uh, i think i'm actually very pleasantly surprised as well as uh, uh, happy about how how startups and the corporates have taken um, uh, uh, and 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 uh, and moving towards uh, uh, you know not only sustaining but but thriving uh, in this environment so uh, that's that's my uh, view uh, pravin uh, to frank with you have not uh, seen a company sitting in the uh, sidelines uh, especially the startups uh, they are not really sitting on the sidelines and i'm actually very happy with the attitude 
and uh, they're conserving conserving the cash and uh, and and are really looking uh, um, uh, to take advantage of the of, of of the opportunities that are offered to them ravi i really hope that's representative uh, in some sense um, i do see a lot of these stories definitely and in fact uh, one of the venture capital firm that i was uh, talking to um, i was posing a question really what could such an advice be to startups and that's exactly what you were referring to to be able to conserve cash be ready to pivot and uh, these are some of the suggestions that i've uh, heard a lot uh, coming through for startups and from a corporate point of view you are absolutely spot on um, especially when your back is pushed against the wall right so uh, clearly this is a great opportunity in order to bring in innovation and and transformation uh, however i am certainly not so sure uh, you know uh, i if i fully agree with you on that uh, because i i do see there is uh, at least with the msmes uh, we clearly see there's a lot of uh, struggle uh, and and that's really where a lot of concerted effort by the government is being put through and i hope Uh, this is going to change for the good um and and i think pravin that's where i will go back to my initial statement yeah. uh, the 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 innovation has to be consistent innovation cannot be like a tap that you can open and close right so companies who have really invested for the long term companies who have this long term vision companies who have put that infrastructure um, much before and and you know and thinking about the long term how do they serve their guest i think thriving in this uh, in the in this uh, uh, environment right uh, because they already have like you know thought through this and then continuously innovating so uh, my advice would be to to the companies is that hey look uh, uh, you know to have that long term vision and uh, and, uh, and 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 put those uh, things in place uh, for for their long term benefit rather than uh, uh, pivoting uh, uh, for for uh, or, or stopping this innovation activities because uh, the ecosystem is changing uh, 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 so i think that's what my key advice would be so especially in times like this what are you doing at target to support innovation in 2018 actually we set up an advisory board for target accelerator program to bring a 360 perspective on what how we are innovating uh in the innovation programs so this is like you know so what what kind of a programs we need to kind of bring to the table what kind of a how do we continuously enhance the culture of innovation that way we we've created this board with uh, uh, both external leaders in the innovation space across the industry and academia and as well as senior leaders from target in india and we meet every quarter and uh, this board actually provides the guidance and mentorship and and gives us uh, what to deliver so that there is a meaningful impact from our innovation program right so the reason why i'm bringing it up is again it is again aligned to um, uh, to the discussions that we are having and also the insights uh, we, which we are get, uh, that that we are getting from from this board of uh, advisors is that they are basically saying that hey look uh, in this situation how can startups and corporates can come together and and uh, uh, and and work on those use cases that matter uh, so i think we actually had recently a, a discussion on saying that we will actually you know proactively reach out to alumni of startups and uh, help them with the use cases that they can think of uh, uh, in the in the in this um, rapid digitization space in this world where uh, you know uh, which is changing because of covid 
so i think those are the interactions will will be helpful and uh, will be glad to help uh, uh, startups if they are looking at uh, a broader retail market will will love to kind of uh, uh, help them mentor them coach them uh, they don't have to be part of the accelerator program if, uh, uh, but but we are actually saying that we will give back to the society to say that we will um, uh, provide them a guidance in in this in this in this period of uncertainty on how they can pivot how they can focus on what is important for corporations thanks for uh, sharing that uh, ravi it's quite gracious of target to to have such a program during these tough times and all the startups that would be listening to this uh, podcast uh, should feel free to reach out to ravi or uh, any of his team members at uh, target corporation um, in order to make use of such an offering um, so this brings us to the end of this podcast ravi to be honest uh, this conversation was fantastic uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts on a wide array of topics and we touched upon you know purpose culture of innovation we also talked about open and closed innovation um, you know and some success stories associated uh, with the target accelerator quite clearly you're doing some fantastic stuff and uh, there are a lot many things that i myself was not aware of and uh, even though i've been involved with innovation for many years uh, i myself found many takeaways from this conversation and i, I also really hope that our podcast listeners uh, would also have found it equally useful ravi thanks again for doing this episode of the shruti podcast we hope you found it useful and just to let you know we are live on linkedin and on twitter you can search for shruti that's s r i t n e and follow us if you have any suggestions for us please let us know and thank you again for listening in order to give uh, a platform for our team members to innovate we also uh, set up a guest experience center in our bangalore center in addition to what we already have in in, in minneapolis so the guest experience center is actually a physical store like production environment where team members can innovate they can build test refine and deploy prototypes without fear of the failure it's also a learning space right that provides an experience based learning approach to discover more about our stores and about technologies uh, i i think these are the type of uh, um, what you call programs and infrastructure that you need to build a culture of innovation